Access All Areas on FUBAR Radio. Hello, good evening, and welcome to another edition of Access All Areas. I'm Stephen Lang. And I'm Bobby Norris. How are you, babes? Yeah, really good, thank you. Doing you are really glowing. Good. People, people won't be able to see it, but you're glowing. Yeah, got a little bit of a little bit of a, a fake tan going on. Full just fake bake, but just the areas you can see. Yeah, but um, amazing, just what a, a little bit of a glow can can do. I needed it. Make you feel better. Make me feel a little bit better because I keep getting teased, thinking that the summer's here. Yeah, and we get about thirty-five minutes or some, <laughs> and then it either rains or it, it's gales. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or you step outside the door, you think, "What a lovely day!" And then you're, you know, absolutely freezing cold. You need your scarf and gloves this and is your woolly thing, hat. Though. Don't you think you you get dressed by looking out the window, thinking what the weather is? But by the time you get out, it, it's a completely different season. So I've made a couple of mistakes of going out some days without the jacket and, like you say, freezing nipples like football studs. <laughs> or I've dressed really warm, like today, in a tracksuit, and then sun comes out. So I don't know, but it's meant to be terrible for the rest of the week. So we haven't really got to worry too much. At least we know where we stand with that. I mean, all this, yeah, it's supposed to be the restrictions easing, blah, blah, blah. I mean, at least we can sit inside next week, can't we? So <laughs> that's good. Hugging is now legal. We can all hug. I mean, with, with uh, some precautions, aren't they saying? Basically. Yes, I saw, saw something on social media saying um, that we're now allowed to hug, and um, but please still wear a mask. So um, yeah, so I mean, it's I think it's just like use common sense, right? Yeah. Like, um, don't be sleeping around too much. Don't be uh, getting out and about and uh, doing things you shouldn't be. I think there's a lot to be said for giving someone a hug. Yeah, I think I'm it's been missed, right? You know, not, yeah, not going to go and hugging everyone, but making sensible choices. You know, if we can sit inside now with with friends who have had, you know, one dose of the vaccine or majority, you know, even those that haven't, you, the chances of anything bad happening are very slim, right? So it's, you, it gives you more of a confident feeling. I went to see my nan at the weekend and it was just so lovely to be able to sit uh, and see her face to face. I mean, obviously, bless her. She she can't do FaceTime or Zoom yeah. or Skype or nothing, love her up. But um, it's actually quite an emotional thing. And you kind of think, gosh, as hard as it has been for all of us, for that older generation, I think it really has been a scary and an awful time and that they, they've really missed not being able to see their families. Yeah, I saw on your Instagram, you were, uh, is she in a care home or, or something? Yeah. So pleasure. you had to wear all the PPE and, and all of that. How, how was that? Do you know what I mean? I, I, I'd wear whatever I had to wear. I would have done like the full-on astronaut kind <laughs> of uh, globe on the edge. Yeah. But I saw some people on, on social. I don't know if they thought at first that I was just like scared of catches. So I was like, oh, Bobby, that's all a bit extreme wearing all that. I was like, well, no, we're following guidelines. It's the, it's the PPE. That's what you have to do. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, not just rocking out with, with the gloves, the apron, the mask. Um, yeah, you're not doing no, it for the good, you know, you're not doing it because you want to, you're doing it because it's the safest thing to do and according to what people are telling you to, right? Absolutely, yeah, and I, I'm all for following the rules. You know, I'm just grateful as thousands of people are now that we are able to get into care homes and we're going to be able to start seeing family that we've not seen for months or over a year. Mm -hmm. And um, whatever we have to do, even though Nan, Nanny Norris has had both her vaccinations, I've had my first... Still, whatever we have to do, I just think 
we're just going to do it. We're still making progress. It's lovely to be able to see each other. And uh, yeah, just, just a really emotional, nice time. And I think as, as the weeks go on, I know every week we speak about it, I definitely feel for the first time in a long time now, and I hate to say the word normal because really what is normal, but I think this is the closest I've felt for probably since the pandemic started back in 2020, that, that March, when everything all went a little bit, yeah. went into the first lockdown, where I feel like we're kind of getting our first sight of normality again. And I think being able to go into a restaurant from Monday and going into a pub, we'll really notice it. Yeah. So, yeah. Feels good. Feels good. Good times. Uh, well, we have a, we have an exciting show um, ahead today. I mean, we were talking about going on holiday last week. We've got uh, Lee Juggernaut, who is a new presenter on A Place in the Sun. I mean, I imagine that's probably a bit of a different programme. <laughs> uh, so I'll be intrigued to, to see uh, speak to him about that um, and, and what's going on there. And then we also have uh, former Strictly contestants, Pasha Kovalev and Anya Garnis. Um, they are uh, uh, doing some, some online uh, theatre work. So... Um, it would be great to, great to speak to them as well. Um, as, as ever, it has been, uh, well, actually, not as ever, particularly this week, it has been a busy, busy week of, um, of celeb news. My absolute favourite story, um, and the one I have the most opinions on, is uh, the, the, this new situation with um, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck, and they seem to be back together. Um, what do you make of it? Do you know when I when I saw the pictures, there's there's just part of me that kind of oh, just love it, and I don't know if they either of them have actually been confirmed, but the fact they're both seen in a car together and that they they've been pictured together, mm-hmm. I, I'm a bit of an old school romantic, and I don't know if it's because it takes me back to a time in my life like you know about celeb couples in their generation. I will say the same about Brad and Ange. Um, yeah. No, Brad and Jane. Sorry, don't say it about Ange at all. Um, <laughs> no, no tell it. Sorry, Ange, but no, I was definitely all about uh, Brad and Jane. But no, I don't know if it's because it takes you back to a time in your life, or yeah. And and that was a big showbiz couple. Huge, and, um, huge, yeah. And it's been what 16, 17 years. Yeah. Um. I my 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 little gripe with it is right. So she. So she and her partner Alex Rodriguez together for a long, long time. I think four or five years um, engaged, and uh, they had a little bit of like they were having a bit of trouble earlier this year, and blah blah blah. She then they then announced that they'd broken up a couple of weeks ago. She has not. Bet she has barely had a couple of days by herself. And she's jumped back in with her ex from all those years ago. I think they were fairly, they were friendly, um, but obviously Ben was married to Jennifer Garner and has had girlfriends and things since. Um, I just think it's a bit odd to jump straight back into a relationship like that, having just come out of something really serious. Do, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I definitely know what you mean, and I'm kind of. Uh... As I guess a lot of us are, I'm always so intrigued to f- figure out and to know how did this come about? Yeah. Did did you just randomly in the lockdown send her a WhatsApp or was it like a bit of DM sliding? Like, yeah. how did this come to? Is the word fruition? Fruition. Yeah. Yeah. How, how did it happen? Like, and I'm guessing that it's 
Well, it, like you say, it's a relatively a very close um, turnaround from the breakup, and as friendly as they have been, I don't know. It leaves more it leaves more questions than it does answers for me. <laughs> yeah. And then, and that's part of the problem, right? Because they're not confirming anything themselves, so we're only getting. I think they they took a picture of their. Or they didn't take a picture. Sorry, there was a picture taken of them. Um, together in the car and they were in somewhere like Montana so you mean like they were like in the like countryside or, or something you know they weren't like near their homes in LA or anything like that and so they've obviously gone away together uh, yeah I mean like I, I just find it odd I think probably also you know I'm a long-term single person I the idea of breaking up with someone and then being like right what's next I think I've just never been that person um like like a little bit of time for self-reflection j-lo none of that not interested to have a bit like moving straight on i don't know I, i'm the same as you in terms of I, i've never been someone who jumps in and out of relationships and i've got so many friends that are mm. uh, yeah, and whatever whatever floats your boat do you know what i mean but i i've, I've just never jumped from relationship to relationship because i think sometimes you you do learn a lot on your own when you're single so after a breakup, I always think it's kind of nice to to heal a little mm -hmm. bit, even if it's quite an amicable breakup. I also think there's a lot to be said for having that bit of independence and just kind of, yeah, having that time to reflect on what you want from your next partner. Mm. And, but obviously, I mean, they've taken out a lot of the, the legwork, really, because it's not like they've got to go on a first date and try and find out about That's each true. other because they kind of know all that. But in terms of being the ex how would you feel seeing your ex-fiance very quickly after the breakup getting back with an ex yeah um I don't know I think that probably is a kick in the veneers slightly <laughs> yeah I think it is I mean how could it not be I think it's like but maybe that's part of it you know maybe that's part of it maybe she wants to give him that that kick in the gonads um, as my dad would say, um, you know, like like maybe she wants to be a bit like I don't have to worry about you because there were some rumours about infidelity and things like that. Um, oh, so do you think it just... could be like almost a see what yours in yeah. yeah, two fingers? Yeah, basically. Um, I mean, anyway, regardless, I imagine it's going to be the kind of um, celebrity showbiz story that run and runs and runs, isn't it? Because people are fascinated. It was the same with, um, like you mentioned, with uh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston when they did a reading together, didn't they, or something on a Zoom call last year. Yeah, then, that's right. And then they were pictured at an event together and blah, blah, blah. And it was all like, oh, my God, because they're both single, I think. So it was like, you know, is it going to happen again? But that seems to have all gone quiet. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Funny, funny old one, Hollywood. What do you think it is? Do, do you think there is something quite nostalgic about... And I guess it doesn't even matter so much if it's celebs or not, but just people that have been together for a while that say your group of friends know mm. that might give things a second go. Do you think there is that kind of intrigue to it? Yeah, definitely. I think, I mean, yeah, I don't think I've got any examples of my friends doing it, but I just think, I just think, yeah, it's part of it, isn't it? It's like you just like you said you want to know how it all came about, what happened behind the scenes. We're never going to get to know that information, I guess if they end up actually being properly together, officially, then they'll have to talk about it at some point. You know, they're, they're both quite public people. 
um, yeah, so it's going to be an interesting one to watch. I guess generally for me, like X's are X's for a reason, mm-hmm. and they, it all depends on the circumstances. But I do also think, as well as generally, obviously X's are X's for a reason, and sometimes you don't go back, you move forward. Part of me sometimes thinks you can meet someone at the wrong time in your life, but they could be the right person and just circumstances kind of get in the way. Mm, yeah, 100%. I actually think a, a guy I went on, a, uh, I went out with for about three months and I was about, mm, I must have been about 21, was probably the guy I should have been with, really. And I still think that now, I'm 35. Like, I don't know where he is or what he does or like blah, blah, blah. But you know what I mean? Like, I that just didn't work out. And I still think to this day, like, like probably should have made, tried to make that one work a bit more, but I didn't. So, you know, I have to move on with my life. I'm not going to sit here pining someone that I don't even know where they live anymore, you know? So, <laughs> like, like sliding doors, isn't it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah. You know, just, and, and, you know, bad luck and circumstance and, you know, what's going on at the time. So but yeah. What's meant for us, Steve, won't pass us by. Well, so that is, know, that sounds like something Granny Norris will have told yeah. you or something. <laughs> she tells me a lot, but like you say, I definitely think we'll see this story rolling on, and I kind of hope so. I kind of like to think over the next few weeks or months, we'll, we'll see this develop and we'll chat about it every Thursday like we do best. <laughs> <laughs> that, and the, that and the pandemic, as long as those yeah. two things are going on, we'll, we'll have content to put in. Um, for years, there for years, there was uh, there was some other news. I don't know how much. Uh, I, I mean, you you know quite a bit about pop music, right? Um, mm. What do you make of the of the Sugar Babes? Uh, once again, the original lineup of the Sugar Babes getting back together. Do you know what I um, uh, I think Sugar Babes have quite an iconic sound, mm. um, and when I think of Sugar Babes, I always think of Mutia. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. I just think her voice is very iconic and... Well, it's very unique, isn't it? She's got quite a low voice for, for like a female singer and stuff. Yeah, and an amazing voice. And um, I think like we're seeing with a lot of bands from the 90s, n- nostalgia is a huge thing at the minute. And, and we are seeing people mark their anniversaries. Obviously, mm. we spoke to Joe from S Club a couple of weeks ago. We've seen Steps do it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of think it's only a matter of time that we'll, we'll see a lot of these 90s bands kind of reform and maybe re-release a track or an album. So not much of a surprise, but I guess as well, what we're seeing is now the original lineup again, because let's face it, we've seen a lot of people come and go in the Sugar yeah. Babes. Yeah. Um, so, so no, I, I, I'm kind of all for it. I, I think it'll be quite nice to have a trip down memory lane. Mm-hmm. That, What's that, your faults? Well, so I was lucky enough. Uh, I know Georgia, our producer, would know. I'm, I harp on about getting sugar babes on quite a bit. Um, but uh, I, I was lucky enough back in 2013. They did a comeback gig at the Scala in Kings Cross. The three of them, Muchikisha and Siobhan, and um, it was genuinely one of the best gigs I've ever been to. I was right at the front, and um, it was just really amazing. They just put on such a good show, and their harmonies. It's like like does something to my body like I just feel like I feel it in my heart like it like it wants to like explode um yeah and and but I agree with you but for me more than just butcher I know what you mean she is like kind of the iconic sound um it's those three it's butcher Keisha and Siobhan um uh and that sounds so yeah basically they're re-releasing um their their debut album One Touch which had all of like um 
their iconic early songs on. They've completely gone out of my head now. Um, and uh, they're, so they're re-releasing that with some rarities and some like unreleased stuff that they've done before um, to celebrate 20 years since that came out. Um, and then uh, they are apparently working on new music, but that has been, they have said that before and then nothing ever came of it. Um, so yeah. Uh, and they are, they're going back to Sugarbows because I know they mm. had, had a name change, I don't know, but they're, they're right. completely, they're owning the, the, the original the original lineup and the original name, which kind of makes sense. I'm sure the other girls ain't mad about it. I don't know, if you were oh, Heidi Range, you'd probably be a little bit, I'd probably be a little bit gutted because Heidi, as much as she let, came in after Siobhan left, kind of was in it for as, probably as long as Keisha, I should think, you know, like it was... Yeah, this is true. Um, so I would imagine, I mean, I don't think she would want to be part of the band or anything like that. I did, a friend of mine once said, why don't they have all six members on stage on tour and then they all just come in and out doing their own bits of work. Imagine. Can you imagine? I mean... That'd, I would, that'd make your art sing. I would spend a thousand pounds to go and see that. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a reality show in the making. Yeah, well, a bit like what Steps did. I think we actually mentioned that with, uh, with Joe, <laughs> didn't we? Like a behind the scenes, what's going on, what really goes on. Um, like, but yeah. Like you say, about each, each girl's time in the band, I, I didn't realise that the original lineup had only ever released the one album. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of mad when you think about it, considering the years of success they all had. Mm. Um, but I think every girl that, that was part of that band brought something unique. I don't think it's fair to take away from anyone that, that's came in. I think you're right. And I'm sure everyone's having a lovely old time. And um, But I, I would definitely be up for, for seeing them if, if they do tour or do a yeah. few shows. I'm, I'm with you. And I, and I think I think hopefully it will happen. I guess we'll have to, to wait and see. But they weren't the only girl band in the news this week. I know. Uh, another week, another pregnancy. It's all going on in the Little Mix. Another two pregnancies in Little Mix. It's not just one anymore. Um, both Leanne and Perry are both pregnant. Um, Crazy, yeah. isn't it? Every fight six days apart. Yeah, just in, insane. waited. They was like, right, you do this week, you announce, and then I'll do mine next week. It seems, I think, if you if you look at them both, that Leanne is further along than Perry. Um uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know if they actually said quite exactly when they were due, but um, yeah, I saw a good joke say the other day that um, that, that their tour in the next tour is going to be just Jade spinning around on stage doing sweet melody while the other two are like backstage <laughs> with their babies. Um, and he, and, and that was on Instagram, and even Jade herself liked it. So I was like, okay, so she's in on the joke <laughs> and, and stuff. Um, yeah, but I, I did think one one uh, rather interesting, controversial thing. Obviously, people like to think of girl bands and boy bands having drama behind the scenes. Obviously, Jessie left in December. She liked Perry's uh, pregnancy photo, but she didn't like Leanne's. Oh. Mm. I wonder if that says something about the state of their relationship. And it, yeah, it's funny, though, isn't it? I love how people like really look into who's like, who's like it too, yeah. Then, because uh, uh, from, a, from a seed like that, a story could, can just grow. Well, especially if you're in a girl band, right? Exactly, yeah. Um, oh, that is interesting. It, has it ever been, no, no one's spoken out about any any kind of... Well... Have they? So or, or is there a rumour meal? Jessie did her first interview. I've done quite a deep dive on this, as you can probably tell. I love it. Um, Jessie did her first interview uh, with 
uh, I think it was Cosmo, and she said in that that she um, she refused to comment on the state of her relationship with the other girls. But in the interview, she did say that she really struggled being compared to them, and she felt like she was like bringing the others down sometimes. And um, uh, she said sometimes she could feel like a bad energy in the room, but she was also aware that she was creating some of that by not being in the best state of mind. Um, so. And then, and then the, the three girls have all said like they fully support Jessie and whatever whatever she wants to do. So I think the details are a little bit sketchy, but there's obviously been some kind of breakdown. If Jessie's not prepared to talk about how she is with them now, that would say that would say to me that something's gone on. Um, but who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, it could just be a temporary thing, right? Like they might end up being friends again in the future. Usually with a girl band. I mean, look at Jerry and and that going back to Spice Girls or yeah you know it's ne it's never the end is it with with um when it comes to that sort of situation i think it's like their, their 10 year anniversary isn't it as well this year the girls is about which in the grand scheme of things is a huge chunk of time for for a group to be together mm. and as you grow 10 years is 10 years in any job is a long time um, mm. uh, and as you grow as people when you age people what people want it can be different whether that's friendships relationships but like I say, about, or, your work. Yeah, or, or your work, yeah. But, and sometimes people just grow apart and just want different things. It doesn't mean that there's any kind of rifts or rivalries, mm. but maybe so. maybe we'll see uh, a Piers Morgan's life story oh. one day in a, in a few months or years where one yeah. of them speaks out. But um, you, you never you never know. But it's always nice to think that actually just, they all kind of just sat down and said, you know what, it's the end of the road for us as a as a four and we'll carry on as a throw well and they're still pumping out the tunes i mean uh yeah. confetti confetti their, their latest song with this, their first one with just the three of them is uh, was great i thought yeah um, i think it's a tune yeah proper tune um i think the i think i might i might be wrong but i think that the original was recorded with all four of them and um, because on their album i might be wrong true good thanks georgia um, <laughs> um so yeah i mean like so it, obviously they probably just re-recorded some of the vocals and stuff but i mean i think it works it's it, you know it works regardless so so yeah it's um it's gonna be interesting times for for little mix and sugar babes fans um but but actually finally just just before uh hopefully we get our first guest lee and um, there was speaking of moving on i don't know if you also read about um jamie lang Sorry, yeah. Jamie Leng. He has. He actually says it the same way I say my name. Uh, Jamie Leng. He um, is is quitting Made in Chelsea. Um, basically, saying he now feels like he's too old at the age of 32, 30, 32. Um, what do you make of that? Because obviously, not. It's not like you and him know one another particularly well. But you're in a similar uh, kind of show um, yeah. and a similar age. What What do you make of him doing something like that? Um. No, definitely. Like he's done ten years on Made in Chelsea. I've done ten now on Terry, and I think shows like ours are um, well. They're, they're as well as being your job, they're your life. Mm. And I think when when you get to a time where you kind of feel like you can't fully commit, or you feel it's the end of the road, I think it genuinely is probably the time to to step back and to to move on to ventures new. Um, I think it, it's always a shame when when an old face leaves a show mm -hmm. uh, for for fans that have followed it for, for a long time. Um, but yeah, in terms of the age thing, I don't know. It's a funny one, isn't it? Because I think certainly the way you you, you look at things is different. Mm. Um, 
but again, like we go back to, to any job or anything you do do with with ten years in age, what you would say or do at twenty two is very different to what you do at thirty two. But um, I, I'm sure it'll go what like we've seen him do strictly. And obviously, he's got Candy Kitten. He's yeah. got a, a great business there, and I'm, I'm sure he's not short of a bubble too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure. It, I'm sure he'll be all right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm inclined to agree. Um, it's a shame because obviously, he, he, yeah, like I said, an original face. Um, but I guess we'll have to wait and see what he does next. Also, I do think with with Made in Chelsea, they're probably. The guys in Towie are, I think, a bit older. Like in, in Made in Chelsea, they are sometimes sort of 19, 20. And um, if, you're, if you are suddenly the oldest cast member, you've got none of the originals around you, maybe you do start to question like, what you want to do next. Yeah, that. you probably do notice it a lot more when the, the general age of, of the cast is a lot younger. And suddenly um, you're the dad. Of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, well, best of luck to him. Um, well, we have our, our first guest, uh, Lee Jungnoff, ready to come in, so let's get him in. Hello. Hello, Lee. Hello, Lee. How are you guys? Very good. Uh, really glad to, to have you on. How, how have you been? Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, it's been a bit of a wild kind of couple. Well, it's been a wild year. <laughs> No, is it really? <laughs> right. um, but the last um, few days has is, is been pretty insane because um, I, I, my show, I do a place in the sun and it yeah. went out um, yesterday. So kind of the anxiety was building up the last couple of days. Well, last couple of weeks. You know, it was the first time I, well, a big show like that was going on air. And so I didn't really know what to expect. And um you kind of watch the comments and stuff like that and you just think oh god and i'm sure you guys know about that i i do a little segment for itv2 called fyi daily which is an entertainment thing which is mm -hmm. a minute you blink and you miss it and i think i did that a couple of weeks ago and i got some comments and i was like oh my god what are they gonna think for an hour show <laughs> um but touch wood it's been it's been really good so i've definitely calmed down a little bit in the last 24 hours and how was it, Lee, to get that job? Because I was reading that, didn't you go for it a couple of years ago? I did, I did. I auditioned for it, yeah, just over two two years ago now. And kind of, I think it was really like one of my first really big auditions um, that I was doing. And then I kind of put all my eggs in one basket, which technically is not the right thing to do, you know, because you should just really go into an audition or you should just go to an, in an interview and just think, right, I'm just going to enjoy it. I'm just going to lap it up. But I really, really wanted it. Um, and I think as I got down to like the final 10, the final five, the final six, the final three, you kind of think, okay, cool. I'm, I'm getting somewhere with this. And then someone just pulls the rug out uh, underneath you. So um I always think everything happens for a reason, you know, so those two years, I wasn't just sitting on my, on my ass doing nothing. I was, you know, learning about the craft, you know, you know how hard it is, you know, it's not just a speaking game. There's a technicality to it, there's a confidence to it. And I think I had to grow in terms of my confidence and my skill. So um, I just went back and, and learned as much as I could. And everything kind of comes around at the right time in the end, doesn't it? So it wasn't, wasn't your time then and now it is. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely wasn't. I think timing is key. And I think um, my background was the music industry. And I've been in the music industry for the last really decade. And, and it, it was great. I've worked with some amazing people. But 
the pandemic just hit us so badly. You know, mm. the, the arts and the music industry is now slowly but surely coming back on their feet, but we will never be like we used to be. So I went for a whole year of, of not working at all. <laughs> um, I completed Netflix before anyone else, I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, that was, that was, we've all been through that this last year, and it? it's been tough. Yeah, it's, it's but do you know what? I think we're all in like a privileged position, let's be honest, because we can moan, we can groan, we can say we can't do this, we can't do that. But, you know, you look at the situation in India, for example, yeah. and you just think, okay, do you know what? Like, we're moaning, there's a lot of people, I think our age and younger than us that are just kind of, because we're in this position of privilege where we're like, oh, the vaccine is one of them things. I don't want to get it. I don't want to do that. And it's literally been handed to us. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's people in third world countries that don't have that option at all. And, and you know, consequently they're dying. So it's, you know, it's all relative. Of course. Talking of completing Netflix, it's so funny because actually I spent the majority of lockdown watching a place in the sun. <laughs> I, know you I literally <laughs> love it because it, it's right. the closest I was going to get to even seeing a, a, a lovely location. Just Foreign time, I mean. yeah. Yeah. How's that been? So when did you start filming for it, Lee? So I started filming, I mean, they got me on board uh, back end of summer of last year, so August. Um, and then the, you kind of cut, you go through all the formalities and stuff before you have to go away. And obviously, because of the pandemic, everything was just so delayed. So I started filming. Um, my first show was actually filmed. The one that went live yesterday was filmed in November, um, and then was meant to go out. Literally, Christmas happened, and then we were meant to go out the week after to start production for the new series. And we just literally could not travel, mm. couldn't travel, couldn't travel. And it's taken us um, five months to be able to even go and think about planning something else. I mean, we're now in May um, and we have this like backlog of episodes to deliver. The channel will need these episodes because it goes out every single day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and everyone's just literally been sat at home dying to go out and do it, but we just haven't been able to film. So um, touch wood, uh, production is going to resume in a couple of weeks. Um, I think the tr countries you can travel to at the moment are Portugal and Greece. So I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to one of them. <laughs> I was going to say, so very much your locations that you can go to are very much dependent on our on our list at the minute. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of episodes for Portugal, like you say. Will be <laughs> a lot, a lot. There's going to be the a lot of going to get a spanking. <laughs> <laughs> literally. <laughs> I said that today. I was like, bloody hell, the Algarve is literally going to be coming up after this. Um, but yeah, I think Portugal, uh, Greece as well. I mean, the thing is, like, it, everything is just changing every minute. Do you know what I mean? Like, we just don't know whether we're coming or going. So, you know, one minute I was going to Spain because we actually went to the whole cast, um, including production, went to the Spanish embassy two weeks ago, like, to get our working visas in order because you know, there's a lot of properties in Spain and a lot of the show is filmed in Spain. Mm. So it's an ideal location for us to go to make the show. And, and we kind of thought, yeah, we've got everything. We've given them everything that they want. And then, yeah, they, they won't let us film in Spain and they won't let us travel in Spain Jeez. for the foreseeable. So until whatever the green list or the red list and all that happens, then we're just Portugal and Spain, Portugal and Greece. Well, so, yeah, I mean, it's a bit, it's not, and it's actually not just the pandemic as well, because I guess Brexit has an effect on the place in the sun, right? Like, it, so it's, it's actually, you're, you're having to battle a lot at the minute that probably a couple of years ago wouldn't have been such a problem. I just think, like, 
the two words, and we're all <laughs> sick and tired of hearing, man, is Brexit and the pandemic. Like the, our generation, you know, you know, the older generation, they live through wars and stuff like that. But this will be our war that we're talking about, right? <laughs> yeah. The pandemic, Brexit, and it just seems to be getting worse and worse and worse. Not in terms of the actual situation, but I mean, Brexit, I think we're now feeling the after effects mm. of, of what that actually vote meant. Um, I'm not here to, to say who's good and who's bad for voting. I mean, all those that voted for Brexit that are listening now, good luck. Um, but we're, it, it's gonna be a struggle. It's a struggle to trade. I, I um, am starting up a, a fashion line, which is coming out in May. And for the last two years, you know, I've been back and forth to Italy because that's where the factories are. That's where it's been made. That's where we source materials. And now we're like 90% there. But the little hurdle that we've got across is shipping. Um, and pre-Brexit, it would have been easy. Mm. Now it's a completely different ball game. I mean, yeah, and, and I guess something you, we, no one could ever have planned for before, like I said. So, yeah, it's just, and, but that's what I mean, but a place in the sun, it's like buying property and things abroad. It's just a bit, it's different now. Have you already had to encounter some of that on what you, the stuff you've done already? Yeah, I mean, I think there's just definitely, you know, we, we have briefings and literally the production team and the production company are constantly um, keeping us in the loop because obviously it's a huge show where, forgetting the fact that, you know, it's a Channel 4 show, it's, it's in a, on a good slot or whatever, but it's a very popular show for the right reasons because you are helping people buy their dream home, right? Mm. So bottom line is, this is their lives, this is their savings, this is the, what they worked up to. So we have to be correct in the information that we're delivering. Literally, we can't get it wrong. So, and it is hard because everything is constantly changing, but yeah. the good news is people can still buy abroad. So that's not going to stop at all. Um, it's just sometimes it's just maybe a little bit longer in the process. Lee, talking of places in the sun, mm. I uh, hear that you turned down a spot in a very famous villa in Spain a few years back, Love Island. How did that come about? And what made you say no? Well, here's the thing, right? And Bobby, you'll know this. What I, that was taken massively out of context. I did, you know, I think when it comes to like the series, you know, casting directors and casting agents, they contact you and blah, blah. So there was there's someone that was contacting me, you know, quite a lot uh, to be on the show and, and auditioning. Like everyone else, it wasn't just someone was fast tracking me to the, to the house, you know, but... It, it was very frequent that I was getting um, offered it. And I think for me, the reason why I think it is a great, great show, like everyone else, I love watching it. I actually didn't watch it for the first three or four years. Um, and I got into it uh, and I thought, wow, this is like everyone else. I was like, this is great. This is when, when Love Island happens, you know, summer is coming because you yeah. just think this, this is great. Yeah. Um, and you get so engulfed with the show and what's it about and blah, blah. I think for me, just personal reasons, why I didn't want to go on the show was, I, I don't want to condemn the show for, for, I think we all know the difficulty that the show faces. If you watch it, there's certain things that have happened in the last few years. I feel sorry for some of the contestants that go on there because it is very, very, very hard on them. Because mm. as soon as you step into that villa, it's like social on social media, you become the property. And you know, Bobby, you've been on a, on a, on a show as well. It's like, you become, people feel like they can say whatever they want to say about the show. And some people can deal with it and some people can't. I'm the type of person that I just try and stay away from that. Like I love 
the whole presenting aspect. I love what I'm doing, but I, I can't stay in that world because for my mental health and for my own sanity, it will bring me down. You know, because at the end of the day, we're all humans. So comments do affect us. There's certain things that we can look at, we can't look at. I try to not to look at anything. Like yesterday when my show came out, I promised myself that I wouldn't read any comments and I haven't as yet. And I just think when you're on such a bigger scale like Love Island, it's really hard for because they're quite young. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I'm 34. So I think when you're in your 20s, early 20s, you know, you don't know whether you're coming or going. We're just about discovering who we are as people. So to be put into a home like that, which I think is a great opportunity for anyone. I just think you have to be a really strong minded individual and just really go in there and think, I don't want to deal with the BS when I come out of here because there will be that. And I just couldn't have someone talk behind my back when I'm in a house and I don't know about it. You know, let's be honest. I totally get that. And I think actually that's a very sensible way to come at and something that people don't realize until they're in there or, yeah. or it's happened, you know, and then you come out and, you know, yeah, a lot of these, a lot of reality shows have problems with um, the contestants. Well, the contestants have problems afterwards, sorry, you know, dealing yeah. with that. It's, it's hard. You know, I look at Love Island because there's some really great success stories on there. There mm. really is. Like, you, you have to look at Wes Nelson, and he's incredible in terms of he's now made that transition into a musician, which I think is in, even harder. Yeah. But, you know, they all have their lines, and they come out with products and blah, blah. And I think if you can capitalise it on that way, go in there with a plan and come out thinking, this is what I'm going to do. But you know, you have a lifeline when you go in that house as well. You know, you have a lifeline for a year and then until the next people come out. So I yep. just think if you're smart with it, if you've got great management as well, when you go in that house, um, then use it to your advantage. For me, it just wasn't something that I wanted to explore. Uh, but I love the show and I can't wait for it to come out again. Definitely. And like you say, I think that's such a, a great way to look it in. I think shows like big reality shows that can be a double-edged sword in terms of yeah. you, you get given a platform and you can get some amazing opportunities from it mm. but then sometimes trying to cross into other avenues mm. you can kind of get judged and put back into just a reality star box yeah. so like I say Wes has done amazing stepping yeah. into music but I think sometimes a lot of us that start off in reality yeah. and venture out to do presenting or music yeah things like that, they're kind of, that becomes a bit of a tag uh, and you can kind of be judged for being from reality. So yeah. it's, um, and like you say, you've, you've smashed your presenting without needing that platform, which is a great thing. Yeah, and it's not to say it's condemning because I just think there's also, like I, I kind of respect you because you were in that wave of reality when it first came, because when your show came out, there was nothing like that. There was nothing like that at all. So you kind of, to be still doing what you can do now, years after that show, I mean, I don't know if you're still on there or not. I, I, I don't watch it, but, yeah. but it, to be able to still stay relevant and be able to do what you're doing and do what you love and, and stand your own and also up here, be okay. I just, I commend you because it is, it is hard. It is really hard, I think, being a younger person these days. You've had the pandemic against you. You've got people so, like, I would hate to be a kid now mm. going to school and having social media, all that stuff, because we didn't have that. 
You know, we just about had a flip phone that you could send in a month. Yeah. I could play Snake on my phone. That's all, <laughs> yeah, I, that's all I could. That's all I played as well, Snake. And I just thought when Snake 2 came out, I was like, I've got Snake 2. You have it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, it, it is really, really hard. And I just think I commend anyone that can really stand there and just think, okay, cool, I'm on a, I'm on a reality show. The people are saying what they're saying about me. And I'm sure, Bobby, you've had some horrible comments thrown at you. Mm. Um, But it's just about dealing with it. And as long as you have a really strong support system around you, when you know that's just your job, you know, it might be reality, but when you go home, you're a different person. As long as you've got that hat on, then I think you're okay. And you you mentioned uh, earlier, obviously you've got another string to your bow doing the clothing range. What's Tell us a bit about that. It's it's something that I um, have been working on for the last two years and I'm I'm massively into fashion and what it was when I was growing up I kind of didn't look the way that I did now that I do now for example I I grew up as the fat chubby kid I was not attractive and so I went to a predominantly white school in um, Berkshire and you know I was bullied for my color I was bullied for my weight and kind of growing up it really I really struggled with confidence Um, you know racism was a huge thing when I was growing up and especially I found that in fashion back in the day it's a 10 years ago fashion was really directed to the tall white skinny Adonis looking guy and I was none of these things Mm -hmm. and I just always struggled I'm not the the I mean I'm five foot eight you know I'm not I'm not the tallest of people so I've always found that there wasn't that many brands that target people that are diverse that celebrate that diversity whether you're a man or a woman um, that celebrate color that celebrates um, shape and sizes so I've always intended to do something that both men and women can wear um, that's sustainable as we can so that's been the hardest thing working on that for the last two years sourcing materials that are sustainable um, and kind of just really doing it the kind of ethical way without messing up the environment and also just we all come in different shapes and sizes you know Mm -hmm. we're not all size the women aren't all size six anymore men you know I'm the first person to go to the gym four or five times a week but I'm also real with the fact that it it's a hard struggle you know but you did that whole transformation thing and you look amazing by the way but to maintain that you know how hard that is yeah it's like diet is key everything is key so I just think we are all different so by creating this um this fashion line it was something for me that we could all wear collectively, whether you're a man or a woman. And also giving back is is something that I've always been taught as a kid that, you know, you, you make something, you give back. So I, one of the charities that I kind of support quite a lot is UNICEF. Um, and I do a lot of work with them. So a percentage of sales will be going to UNICEF because I just feel like kids are obviously the way forward uh, and the future generation. There's a lot of kids out there as well in, in third world countries that need a voice, need some help. Um, so this this collection is kind of dedicated to them and and what's it called? It's called Juggernaut. So my surname is Jugg- Juggernaut, and um, I always tried to run away from it when I was a kid. Hated it, hated Juggernaut. I was like, why have I become I called this? But as I grew up, I kind of realised it was a bit of a unique surname, and the meaning behind it is, you know, in the dictionary, it's a strong, powerful force. Mm-hmm. So for this brand, it's enabling people as well as kids um, to be a strong, powerful force in whatever they're doing. So um, awesome. that comes out on May 28th. 
Well, so you are a busy bee. So on top of this, you've got uh, Face of the Sun, which is on every day on Channel 4. That's it's right, on every it? day on Channel 4. My episode came out yesterday, so it's on demand if anyone wants to watch it. Um, and I'm heading back out to Greece, I believe, in a couple of weeks. So there'll be a lot more of me this season. Well, best of luck with it. Hope it goes well. Thank you. Thank and, you. So uh, nice thank talking you, to you. Yeah, yeah. Really appreciate it. Thanks, thanks for coming on. No problem. Stay safe. Safe travels, Lee. You too, yeah. yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye bye. Yeah, safe travels. There's not many people that are actually traveling these days, are there? So he's one of the lucky ones. I forgot what a passport <laughs> looks like. Yeah, I actually don't even know where mine is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you must check that because that's the thing that people are saying that, that when they eventually do get to have an holiday, you all get to the airport and it'll be out of date. Oh, God. My worst nightmare. Um, well, let's not waste any more time because we have Pasha and Anya here. So let's get them in. Perfect. Hello. 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 Oh, hi. How are you guys? All right. Good. <laughs> Basha is probably knackered. He's in the middle of, uh, here it comes, the boys of rehearsals. <laughs> ah, it's, uh, tell, oh, tell us a bit about that, Pasha. How's that going? <laughs> oh, that's full on. Uh, I mean, it's one of the shows that's going to be open soon. One of the first shows that will be open on West End. So uh, opening is closed. Uh, the show still needs to be worked on so it's a lot of fun though but very tiring yes yeah, so a lot of you boys promoting it on social media are you excited to all be together again and rehearsing well we we already passed that point because we're already together and rehearsing <laughs> yes it's really really uh, good to be together finally be in the same room uh with other dancers not all by yourself and uh just knowing that soon we're gonna go on proper stage that actually uh, a good feeling, a good feeling for sure. Yeah, so theatre has obviously taken a real bash over the last year, hasn't it? Um, and it, it must it must be great in whatever forms we're coming about. Anya, tell us a bit about Rise Up for the Arts and, and how you your guys involved with that. Well, we we wholeheartedly involved with Rise Up for the Arts because it came as a, you know just as an idea, and then you know it's nice to see that something actually comes in fruition when you have a thought you share with your dance partner of twenty years, aka mm -hmm. Pasha, and then uh, and then um, yeah, slowly but surely just turn into this uh, beautiful monster and in the best way possible <laughs> because we wanted to have a you know just involve our friends, people that we know overseas, and we always wanted to have a for it to have have a worldwide global feel to it because we've traveled the world but uh, then it turned out to be you know Brian May and <laughs> you know just to, to name a few uh, yeah tell us, tell us what's involved in the act in, in exactly what it is to anyone that's listening and who's interested it's a first uh, rise up with art is the first worldwide variety show and so the reason why Pasha and I want to do a variety show is because basically like I'm going to steal Pasha's <laughs> line to bring attention back to art. And uh, we didn't want to do another Onion Pasha show, you know, from Strictly. We just wanted to unite every single artist because, um, and actually not just across the industry, but it globally, because we are all in it together and it doesn't matter what you do whether you're a royal ballet dancer from so you think you dance from strictly uh we be or especially musical theater is uh you know we've all been shut down not have any choice and uh piling up our creativity <laughs> and that's how rise up with arts came about and people really are missing theater at the moment it's something that we need more than ever isn't it after the year we've all had to to be able to see a show I, I think there's a lot to be said now for, for 
the the state of how theatre has been to have things online and thank God for Zoom and stuff like that. We're able to do things like this because it's just it's just such a feel good family thing, isn't it? Yes, it is. It's feel good family thing, as you mentioned. And uh, I think the best part of the show is that never ever anywhere else you will get this kind of artists all together in one show because we have uh, people from uh, representing Chicago, the musical, uh, Duncan James singing and uh, uh, Anna Jane Casey singing. We have... Uh, um, uh, You're forgetting. <laughs> Kevin Clifton. No, it's so many names. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rock of Ages represented by Kevin Clifton. This time he's not, he's from Strictly, but he's not dancing. He's singing this time. We, we have uh, Luan Rouge represented. So uh, big, huge, major... Uh, West End musicals are represented. Then we go to Royal Ballet. Then we have people um, who done Argentine tango and uh, flamenco all their lives. And of course, Anya and I do a little bit of performance. We have Matt Crow from Voice singing. We have uh, uh, Brian May and Carrie Alice uh, doing their song. So this kind of uh, cast you wouldn't get anywhere else. And this is your only opportunity to... Uh, to see this kind of show. And that's but, why- uh, Yeah, but <laughs> you sold it, Bosh. I feel it. I was like, oh, wow. Buy me a ticket, get me. <laughs> no, honestly, it is so true because when you're listening, I, I'm thinking, wow, is it? That sounds like an exciting show <laughs> to, you, to, to watch. You, you guys have obviously, like you said, you've, you've been dance partners for, for 20 years. How do you stay friendly in that whole time i always wonder with dance partners how you don't end up just getting really sick of one another and just be like i need some space i guess the last year was space for everyone but you know like how how do you keep that friendship going when you're still working together like that i think <laughs> who's gonna do who's gonna who's gonna be the first <laughs> who's gonna... well, I, I personally i think i um i think that is the beauty of we are honestly we've been through everything <laughs> through thick and thin and uh it's uh it's definitely we couldn't escape the the normal the normality of it's you know 20 years is a long time so obviously pasha and i were completely two different people i'm more don't give me the counts give me the music pasha is like i need to know the counts <laughs> so it's the uh, only counts so it's it's i think it's a great balance and then um obviously at the end of the day i think when you're not competing when you're actually creating and you're so passionate about that you are just using your strengths as opposed to kind of just you know bickering and just wasting your energy so it's it's i think it's work and it's always work but it's also that trust that they say you can't buy experience and i think it's very very true um I don't know, Pasha, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. And we, we have uh, ups and downs uh, in, in our relationship. And uh, we just know each other very well. And we know what uh, way is the best to talk to each other and communicate and uh, what uh, job each of us can do. So then it's a very well-balanced partnership. Obviously, most people will know you here for Strictly Come Dancing. Uh, you know, and you know, once you've done that show, you, that's it forever. You know, you can't, you can't escape it. What did you? I, I, I don't know if you if you saw last year's. What did you make of the kind of pandemic setup? And do you think that they'll be very grateful to go back to normal this year? It's a def definitely different setup, and of course, uh, um, it's it, it was hard for everyone. Uh, but the main point, I, I guess, uh, that Strictly brought across is that show must go on 
show must go on no matter what and uh, they will still be able to deliver a beautiful beautiful show to people at home who couldn't leave who have to stay at home and uh, brighten up everyone's days so i think uh, we all in performing art industry performing arts industry uh, in the same position same mood and our goal is to uh, make lives of people a little bit more entertaining, a little bit more happy, uh, make them think about something, make them relate to emotions, to their own feelings. And we, in whichever way or form we do it, it doesn't really matter. At the end result matters. Show must go on. The dancers, the singers, the theater uh, actors, we're all here for you. And whenever we're allowed, we're gonna share our passion, our love, and our talent with all of you. You just need to buy a ticket and be there. <laughs> no problem. Don't have to tell no. me twice. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be there every. And it was. I've, I've got friends that work in the theatre, and you know they're they're getting very excited about the prospect of reopening again. But they are also nervous because it, they're worried that people will be scared about going back with the without social distancing and all those kind of things. Do you think that's going to be a problem? Well, all the theaters at this point uh, have a plan how to deal with uh, government guidelines. And they, the theaters were ready like half a year ago, they were ready to open mm. and uh, go not 100% capacity, but they worked out the ways to keep people separate, yes. uh, make sure that people arrive separately and staggered arrivals, uh, uh, keep them in the bubbles according to how they bought the tickets and the groups, you know. So it's already there, it's, it's worked out. All the um, actors or performers uh, go through routine tests and uh, uh, keep it safe and uh, of course because we're working all together in in the bubble so it it has been figured out now it's just uh, i think with the country uh slowly go going through vaccination i, I think people will be become a little bit more relaxed and on 17th of uh, may when uh, people are allowed to go to the theaters again i think people are like oh okay theaters are back I think I had my vaccine, I feel comfortable, I'm gonna go in, it, it was a long time. I think once the government releases that information on 17th of May, it's gonna be back to normal, kind of. But, but from the performer's point of view, I understand what Stephen, you're asking, because it's definitely, you know, I mean, theater's only gonna be what, even with vaccines at 50% capacity, and I think that, um, you know, they are cutting a lot of people out, so not all the performers, not all the backstage people mm. can come back all at once, so I think that's why I think with Rise Up With Arts, when we did the show, uh, we actually, the reason why we've teamed up uh, for March 27th with Theater Support Fund is because they were supporting not just performers, but actually people who work across the industry, the people who greet us or used to greet us at the door who sell yeah. tickets and, um, and people who were like helping us change backstage <laughs> and making sure that we're actually on stage on time. But I think so we are definitely moving in the right direction, but I think we are one year and a half in and people are behaving themselves. And I mean, just, you know, as human beings with a mask, we know the rules, so yeah. to speak, we, we, we kind of learning how to follow some better than others. <laughs> uh, and some not, but, uh, you know, I'm sure with, like Pasha said, with the vaccine, uh, vaccination, hopefully it'll be behind us very soon, sooner than later. <laughs> there definitely seems to be a light at the end of the tunnel now, doesn't there? Yeah, yeah, it I feels. Think, I think people are a little bit more bright uh, about the future. I mean, thinking the future is much brighter now when uh, we have uh, all those measures taken care of. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, well, just quickly before you go, obviously, Pasha, you're about to be a dad again, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> how how is how does that feel, and, and how's Rachel getting on? 
Uh, Rachel's doing good. She's getting bigger. <laughs> getting bigger, which is the normal thing in her situation. And my situation, I'm uh, really looking forward uh, uh, to... I didn't know what, what's going to happen and how I'm going to feel about the whole thing once the baby arrived, baby number one. So the same, I'm in the same boat. I have no idea how it's going to feel once the baby number two will be here. But uh, I love it so much with baby number one. So I'm just only expecting the same kind of uh, emotions. Uh, so looking forward to it. Yeah, I bet. Um, well, thank you both for, for coming on this evening. Really appreciate you both uh, taking the time out to speak to us. Um, thank you where, so much. Uh, where can we find Rise Up With The Arts if we're, if we're looking for it? It's, uh, if you would like to find out more information, it's through our website, www.riseupwitharts.com. So it's important. I know a lot of people saying rise up with the arts. It's actually www.witharts.com. It. it just sounded uh, quicker. <laughs> it's for the logo, anything for the visual. But yeah, just, uh, we, have a, we, great, we have a great website. I mean, you can read our story. And honestly, I know even though the theaters are opening up, uh, just one last word, because some of the people are not going to be able to travel for a while not going to be able to get to London to actually go to the theaters and uh, and I think Rise Up With Arts will bring you all the joy and you can sing along you're definitely going to see your favorites uh, globally and you're going to meet new legends and icons of the of the UK uh, like Don Black OB who basically wrote every single uh, musical in the West End and Broadway and uh, I think we have a little surprise that with Brian May and Carrie Alice that are going to be quite, you know, different from what they did uh, on the March 27th. So it's a, uh, it's a new, a lot of exciting things. And we only want to encourage the audience. It's the show for all ages and the whole family can just sit down, sing, dance if they'd like to. And uh, um, yeah, they're not going to be judged. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what we want to hear. Uh, well, thank you both so much guys. Really appreciate it. And uh, stay safe. Have a good evening. I have to say, Bob, I don't know how, how friendly we'd be if we were working together for 20 years. I don't know if I could do it. <laughs> oh, so what, we'll, we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> I just always think like that's like the idea of, I don't know, I just find it in, like, really crazy how you manage to keep working together and maintaining a friendship. I just think it must be so hard. I think they probably, you must get to a point where it, goes from like say from colleague to obviously then friends so then I think you must after 20 years you've got to start crossing into almost like family family yeah of, yeah that's a fair point um, but no a, a lovely story lovely story to hear and uh, it sounds like a great little lineup of cars they've got for that yeah really good um yeah and I guess probably a bit of a last hurrah before before the yellow theatre is actually open and uh, things go back to normal well no, uh, another great show um what, what are we up to what are you up to next few days probably so next few days gonna have a little air cut gonna try oh actually to to fair, i need to get another one now as well blimey i forgot what it's like gonna have a little trip i know and it man now we're actually allowed <laughs> to go and have an air cut i'm on top of it even though there was a point for about a year that just just let it grow yeah um so yeah haircuts gonna go for dinner do you know what I must do? I must try and book a table because I can't make the mistake that I made where I just booked nothing when the beer gardens opened. I just mm -hmm. assumed you could just rock up and do walk-ins, which you can't, not for no. a lot of places. So, yeah, catching up with friends, haircut, Tawi finale this week. So it's the end of the series. Ah, uh -huh, okay. Filming our last episode this week. Right. Um, so, so we'll go. Go, go, go. Busy times. Yeah. Well, nice to have busy times, isn't it? Isn't um, it, Josh? Yeah, not moaning at all. Yeah. Um, I have got um, my first session as a novice rower this weekend. Um, 
and I am also going out uh, for dinner with some friends. Um, next week is Eurovision week, so it's like my it's like my Christmas. I'm like all the all the semi-finals and all the rehearsals. I watch all the footage and stuff. So um, so next week's going to be like me on top of the world. Um, so uh, yeah, so we're all good. Just like you said, back to normal. You love it, don't you? The old Eurovision. I might try and watch it. What day is it on? It's on the twenty second. Week on Saturday. Week on Saturday. It's the final Saturday anyway. Thing. It, it's a big old chunk of night, and it did you say? So I guess it's about three and a half, four hours. It is long. Okay. You've got to be in it for the long haul. Don't get drunk too early. Don't you know? Don't and you can't you can't do channel flicking. You've got to commit to the whole thing. Yeah. Well, this is this is how I work. You know, I, I can't it. even I can't even have a party with people that aren't watching it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like I, I'm very strict about this. Anyway, well, that's something for next week. Anyway, but um, yeah, so another, another great show. Uh, nice to see you, Bob. And, and Jay, my love. Until Take next week. Care. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Stay safe.